Welcome to Two Agents in the Facts, where University of Georgia's Family Consumer Science agents, Leslie Weaver of Chatham County and Carrie Vandiver of Ware County, host friendly discussions on reliable, relatable, and research-based topics on real-life issues. Hi, Carrie. Hey, Leslie. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. How's it going? Going great. We're back in the swing of things, back to work, back to trying to uh, live a normal life again, not that life of leisure. Uh, as extension professionals, we get a week off. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad we're back. I'm glad we're healthy. I'm glad we're in good spirits and happy 2021 to everyone. So today, Ms. Carrie, we are talking about tips for small lifestyle changes. Now with the new year here, you know, we talk about resolutions. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? I uh, try not to do resolutions per se, Leslie, because I feel like I disappoint myself every year. But I do <laughs> like to do, like you're saying, just try to make some small lifestyle changes. Uh, but this year I have uh, tackled, well, not tackled, I've added a few, uh, probably we could call them resolutions. Um, I'm going to learn to play the ukulele. Um, That's going to be cool. Yeah, I got a ukulele for Christmas four years ago, three or four years ago. I think it's time to finally learn how to play it. Um, I'm going nice. to exercise more with my family, not just with myself, but get my, you know, it's important that we teach our kids to be active. So if I'm going off exercise yes. and maybe they don't necessarily learn that they need to be active because I'm somewhere else doing it. So I'm going to, uh, we're working on doing more activity with one another, uh, okay. my kids. And then I'm also going to read. I don't read a lot. Um, and I'm, I got to get back on reading because I love it. But so I've set up a goal for one book a month and there, each book has to be either written by a strong woman or about a strong woman. And I'm really excited about that. I like so, that. That's a good, um, self help sort of. <laughs> I like that. That's a good what one. What about you? I haven't really made any resolutions. You know, I started, I had one last year about working out more and being more active. And it really took off very well when it regards to like, um, I joined the gym. Mm -hmm. I worked out X amount of days a week in different classes, um, which was great because it was a good motivation to be in a group. I walked more. So that was great. And I also wanted to tackle reading as well last year. So I did read like four or five books. Um, and I think I have like two more that probably rolled over into 2021. So um, I'd, I'm glad for that. But besides those two things that I want to carry with me from 2021, I don't know any new ones. So I have a few days to really think about what I'm going to do um, in regards to, I guess, resolutions per se. But I'm definitely going to carry over um, the exercising and the reading. And one thing I think I am going to bring over with me is consistency. I think 2020, you had to be very consistent because everything was always changing. So you had to be the constant variable, you know. Yeah. So um, I'm excited about bringing that over as well. So but in regards to lifestyle changes, um, here are a few tips that we have that you guys can uh, take with you on your everyday. Here's our first tip. Try to step up your activity levels, you know, just like we said Sometimes you want to get more active with the new year, but uh, we have to start off small. We just can't 
run into a gym or say, hey, I'm going to use lose 30 or 40 pounds and I'm going to wipe out all the sugar and all the sweets in my life, you know, cold turkey. Sometimes we have to do it bit by bit. So one way you can start with that is um, working out, walking 20 or 30 minutes a day. Uh, you could join your local uh, walk away program in your county. Um, just starting out taking steps. You can have your phone to count your steps, count your calories. And these are small things that you can do with, do for you that you could carry on um, throughout your years. You know, just tiny, small um, actions that can build up to greater ones. And if you walk 10 or 15 minutes a day, you'll improve the insulin response in your body, which helps you cope with stress. And you may even live living even longer. It gives you a, a great, healthy lifestyle. So I think that's important. I think that's a major um, tool that we can have for a lifestyle change. Is try to take steps uh, to step up your activity levels. Um, another one that we have is having one serving of leaf, leafy greens a day. So, Carrie, do you feel like you? eat a vegetable every day? I do eat a vegetable every day. I do not eat a leafy green every day, though I do try. I'm not as good about it. Okay. But I do eat vegetables every day. Yes. And I must admit, sometimes I don't want to eat a salad because I don't feel like the crunch. Is that crazy? No, that's not crazy. Sometimes I just want something warm and comforting and I don't feel like a salad always is. But you could add something right. warm and comforting on top of that salad, right? Or just have a Maybe. But then does that take away from the salad? I don't know, but I guess the moderation. I, um, in college, so I didn't really eat salads at all until I was in college and I um, had a girlfriend in college who taught me this. She's actually a dietitian now. She's, she just always gave me the best tips. She's the one who taught me to drink water in college. She taught me all sorts of smart things. Um, but <laughs> one of the things she taught me was um, in the cafeteria, you know, you can, you know, that freshman 15 is a real thing. and. You can get in right. not eating your leafy greens every day. So she taught me to make a salad with mixed greens and to put like uh, uh, brown rice on top or peas. There were all, there was always rice and there were always peas on the hotline. So we would I would make a salad right. with carrots and mixed greens and, and nice crispy vegetables, but then put some of that warm rice and warm peas and stuff like that on top to kind of right. give it a little of both of those uh textures and those feelings and that always that has always helped me like a salad a little more if i can uh, that's a great tip i'm gonna even try that and when you said that i thought about like um like a chipotle bowl in yeah, a way you yeah, know it's similar to that kind of thing yeah yeah that sounds good so maybe i need to trick myself with that too but it's shares if you know um having a serving of maybe like a half cup uh, of cooked greens or one cup of salad, you know, doing that a day, that should be doable. It increases your stamina. It's good for your heart. Um, it's good for your memory. So that's something that we should try to increase, um, you know, in a lifetime uh, change that we have. Have a salad for lunch, you know, and then by the time you get home, you may have another salad for dinner or you may have some type of kale or cooked spinach. And you're getting two servings yes. for that day. So mm -hmm. exactly. It's finishing your omelet. So just different ways to kind of incorporate um, a leafy green in your everyday. Um, our step three, spend a total of two hours outside each week. Not each day, but each week. So we're already going to do um, 
30 minutes or 20 minutes outside for a walk for our inducing our activity. So maybe um, we do that on a Tuesday, maybe on a Thursday, we go garden, we go in the backyard, we pick up sticks, we cut the grass, you know, we, we clean the edges, just outside and being active. Or even um, outside and, and, you know, just enjoying the scenery, right? Just being outside. And just enjoying the scenery, yeah. just sitting on the porch, right? Mm -hmm. um, maybe even having dinner outside oh. could be an option. Uh, we spend so much time indoors and we're glued to screens, computers, laptops, our, our phones, um, video games, uh, Netflix, right? So sometimes we need to get out and just kind of breathe. Um, that outdoor time gives us a better sense of health and happiness. And it also can kind of force your families to kind of interact with each other. You know, let's play a game of kickball. Let's talk about how our day went to today or just being outside and giving that personal time. So I think that's a cool tip. Mm -hmm. um, our number four tip, get an extra hour of sleep. Now, Carrie, reading this, I was thinking, how in the world are you going to do this? How can anyone do this? Uh, I cannot. But <laughs> especially mothers, right? So getting a good night's sleep is hard for about 60% of people. Um, according to the American Psychologist Association, Psychology Association. So sleep experts recommend seven to nine hours a day. Um, if you're routine, routinely uh, falling short on this, try to aim for an extra hour a night, which is kind of hard. Um, especially when your day is busy, you're in and out, um, you're going to track practice, you're going to football, you're going to here, you're going there. It's kind of hard to get that extra hour. So um, those who sleep six hours a night and those who get an extra hour um, will have like a 33% lower risk of calcium plaque that deposits on their arteries. So it's definitely some health and benefits to this. Um, for women, you know, we need our extra sleep for the sake, not just beauty, but energy. <laughs> so these things matter. But I know it's really hard to to get an extra hour or so. Do you know what I found, Leslie, um, before my last pregnancy? With, I haven't had a lot of them, only two, but still before that one, <laughs> I, um, I was getting up and going to the gym every morning at 5 a.m. Not every morning, three times a week, but still I had to be in this routine of getting to bed early so that I could wake up early. And in order to be any good at that workout, I had to have had significant sleep. So I couldn't go to right. one to get up at 4.30 to get to the gym to work out. So um, I found, though, that having that routine and having that something scheduled for the morning that wasn't, you know, getting ready to go to work crazy enough, but that was going to work out, something right. fun that I did for me, Um having that helped me make a better effort to get into bed the night before to make sure I had enough sleep. So like when we're off on vacation and that sort of thing, we don't get enough sleep because we're staying up late because we don't have to get up early the next day. And that right. it, it sounds crazy and boring, but just making yourself have a schedule and having something that you're going to look forward to doing 
I think can help you make yourself get into bed and make yourself get your family into bed too, so that you can have that sleep that you need. Does that make sense? I completely agree. And I also think um, like during our quarantine, you know, a lot of people were having trouble sleeping because we weren't getting in and out of the house. Our schedule slowed down completely. So it was kind of like, well, we're not tired. And like you said, like on vacation, we were going to bed all times at night or morning. Um, but it was very um, important that we kept a routine, you know, especially if you're working from home, you know, still get up, still take your showers, still get dressed and just walk into the kitchen and open your laptop. But keeping that schedule was extremely important, not just for your day, but for your rest. Yeah. So I, I completely agree with that. Um, one of our next tips would be, and this is something that I was so excited about being a low country girl and living on the coast myself, having two servings of seafood every week is a major uh, small lifestyle change. Um, fish or shellfish or lean protein provides to a healthy life, anti-inflammatory. So it's something that we should have in our diet and it's something that we should in incorporate um, often. So I'm really excited that that was a tip. But the thing is, all depending how we cook it. You know, if we get a crabs, especially blue crabs, if we put a whole bunch of um, seasoning and obey on it, is it still as healthy? You know, is it is it rising our blood pressure um, as we're consuming it? So um, it's, of course, it's a certain kind of way we have to cook our items, but it's always great to incorporate it in our meal. Are you telling me that if I eat fried shrimp with all the tartar sauce, two times a week that's not <laughs> what you're saying is that what you're saying <laughs> i think that's what i'm saying i mean i'm not saying i'm not guilty <laughs> but i think that's what i'm saying at least have eight ounces or two servings each week um and which can help you lower your risk of memory problems and heart disease especially in women we're famous for heart disease so definitely kind of lower that even if you don't have crab legs or shrimp have a piece of salmon have some type of fish um, and kind of put that in your your weekly um, menu. So I think that's a great tip to have. And I know we're giving out all these tips. And once again, well, how do we do this? You know, these are the tips about how do you do it? Let's make a plan. Make a plan. Stick to it. Write it down. Start small. Let's not clean out the whole pantry in one night. You know, let's throw one item away or cut back or... For me, I have a lifestyle change. I need to cut back on Cokes. So I don't buy Cokes. Only when I really, really need it, right? And then I try to drink half of it. And so making small starts like that. Um, change one behavior at a time. Don't try to stop drinking Coke. Work out 20 hours a day. Sleep 10 hours. And not smoke a cigarette. No, it's just a lot going on. <laughs> Pick <laughs> one and stick to it. That's a and right, right. And involve a buddy. Um, have an accountability partner. You know, let somebody know what you're doing. Ask them if they have something they need to change and they want a lifestyle change and do it together. That support is always a good thing. And ask for support, you know. Let people know, hey, I need help with this. I see you're really good in this area, or you keep your weight down a lot. How do you do it? So 
we need to incorporate those things in um in our change but uh, we gotta we gotta make sure we stick with it so those are just a few tips i hope to, those are helpful i'd like to put a plug in here real quick leslie about asking for support if you don't have a buddy or a friend uh that that you can get support from or if you don't um want to <laughs> how to say this pay professionally <laughs> for support for different things. Right. You can call your extension agent. We, uh, there are ways that we can support, right? Or at least provide tips like yes. this. So call your county extension. Yes. We're there. Yes, we can provide recipes. We can do walk away. Um, we can give tips. You're right, definitely. And if, hey, they may even create a program <laughs> just for you and some of your friends. That's true. <laughs> So, yes, please give us a call. <laughs> that would work great. <laughs> okay, Carrie, what's up next? All right, so speaking of uh, small lifestyle changes, I was, I wanted to talk about small workouts, right, that you can do at home, okay. um, in your office, easy things to, to get yourself moving and get yourself feeling good. But as I was looking for the perfect workout to really talk about today, I came across this article that just came out on self.com about um, how important it is to have good posture. And that's something we're taught, mm. right? Especially Southern ladies, we're all taught to have good posture. That's something our mamas are kicking us around, making sure we've got our shoulders back all the time. But then it's something that you've maybe you forget over time, especially over this past year, we've all been home more or in our desk more and we're hunched over our computers with this uh, constant phone culture. We're always over our telephones. You can see that pictures all over the place or just walking down the you know road or in a restaurant or whatever. You see people just kind of mm -hmm. through their phones and we're all guilty of that. And so it's important to pay attention to your body's alignment. Um, and there are two types of, so I found this article, I don't know if I said that on self.com, which is where I get a lot of information for um, exercises, and we'll get into that. But there are two types of posture to consider, and there's static posture, which is while you're sitting, standing, or sleeping, or there's dynamic posture, which is while you're in motion. So like when you're running um, or walking or whatever. Good posture supports your joints, your muscles, spine, tendons, and ligaments. And bad posture puts excess stress on um, important parts of your body that can lead to widespread pain and it can also throw off your balance or cause breathing problems. Now, Leslie, did your mama, did she, um, she get on you about posture all of your life? Yes. Don't slouch, sit up. And my grandmother too. But one way that I think my sister and I um, learned a good posture, we play piano. Mm -hmm. So... When we turned, we got in second grade, we always had to play piano, regardless if we wanted to or not. So we played the piano until our parents told us to stop. So um, playing the piano, sitting on that piano bench, you have to have a good posture. Uh, so that was something that really helped myself uh, with posture. And I often catch myself sitting in a chair as if I'm at a piano bench, especially with my keyboard, right? So, or at the computer. So that was a real a major help. So if anyone's trying to figure out how to get their kids to have good posture, piano playing is one of That's them. That's absolutely right. So because this article mentions that good sitting posture is you've got your back straight, 
I'm trying to think mm-hmm. about it now while I'm talking about it. Back straight, your shoulders are back, <laughs> your butt touches the back of your chair, which you don't have in a piano bench, but that just really is to act mm-hmm. as a guide to prevent. So you already are kind of sitting that way because you're postured up against the piano, but um, you're right. flat on the floor and your knees are bent at right angles. Your shoulders are relaxed and your arms, um, which you wouldn't do this on the piano, but now your hands are rested on the piano keys. But this would say at your desk, keep your arms rested on your chairs or, or in your chair arms or on your desk. And that's thinking about that now, too. I, I grew up playing the piano, too. And that is exactly your chairs at just the right level. Um, at the mm-hmm. piano, that's the perfect. So while you're that's a good tip, Leslie, for anyone who does play the did play, the, play the piano, if you are trying to figure out what your best posture is think about how you sit at the piano and that is just right right yeah and i was short so i had to sit all up on there (laughs) (laughs) and that's one of the tips this gave too was like if you know there all of our chairs are different all of our desks are different sometimes it's not even possible with the way that things are set up to necessarily have this perfect posture but do the best you can with what you're given so if you have to scoot up all up on it like you said then that's the way you Mm -hmm. have to do it to just make sure that you've got yourself in line um and then it talked about good standing posture it says that this just i'm trying to do it so i can explain it as i'm doing it to people but you keep your head above your shoulders the tops of your shoulders are above your hips your head's up your shoulders are back and it suggests that you keep your earlobes in line with your shoulders that kind of helps you figure out what that means Hmm. um keep your weight on the balls of your feet your arms at your sides and your feet are shoulder width apart and that helps with even weight distribution so think about that when you're standing you know sometimes we're leaning up against a wall we've got our arms crossed which then hunches our shoulders over naturally not intentionally it just kind of happens that way so keep your arms right your shoulders back and then um that can improve your posture i think about too leslie i um think about i had a girlfriend um that I met in college, but this was after college. We used to meet uh, for an afternoon cocktail once a week, and we would sit at this bar in Milledgeville. And she, I would watch her, and I don't know if she noticed that I was slunching or if it was just because we were sitting, but she would randomly just kind of straighten herself up, which automatically triggered me to do the same thing. And so I think, okay, you check your own, just rem- remember to check your own posture occasionally but also just check the people around you and if some if you don't like the way you're right. sitting then maybe think about how you're sitting too <laughs> fix it no yeah, and you know they always say like ladies cross your ankles you know i think that helps with your posture as well just small little tricks and tips you know if you have like on a certain slacks or skirt or dress you need to sit a certain kind of way my back arch shoulders back um so that should help but that's right i think when you're with other people if they're slouching you notice it and if they're sitting up straight you notice and you want to self-correct yourself that's right so i agree with that so the main reason again for us talking about having good posture is that mostly i mean it it's important for your health overall and like i said Bad posture can lead to stress on parts of your body that are important, which your whole body is important, but, you know, things that can then lead to further pain, like like those knees or, you know, other joints and muscles. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not telling people to have good posture because it looks good. I'm telling people to have good posture because it's it's good for you to feel feel good. It's healthy. And so maybe that's one of those small 
uh, lifestyle changes that you can do over the course of this year and then carry through the rest of your life is just start considering your posture, standing or sitting. And so different ways that this article suggested to improve that are through exercise, obviously. But one of the main um, exercises it discussed was yoga, which I'm a big proponent of, especially I do yoga for kids. Leslie, I think mentioned that earlier. I do yoga for kids classes. And so I like to try, you know, posture, it's, it's something like I was saying, our mom has taught us that, right? So we're teaching, we need to Mm -hmm. teach children how to good, how to have good posture and a great way to do this is through yoga classes um, or yoga that we can do on our own. So when you're stronger um, and more flexible, your posture improves. And when you do yoga, you get stronger and more flexible. Um, Most standing and sitting poses develop core strength. And since you need your core muscles to support and maintain um, yoga poses, then you're, you know, you're strengthening your core. And with that stronger core, you're more likely to sit and stand tall, thus have good posture. And self, I'm going to post these on our Facebook page, um, but self.com has this great easy uh cool down yoga that it was like four easy poses that you can do do anywhere i did it this morning just in my office in my work clothes it was easy to do i wanted to make sure it was easy to do before i told y'all it was um but (laughs) yoga not only will help you get more flexible and and increase your core strength it, it increases your mindfulness and your body awareness right so if i'm aware of my body then i'm aware of my posture so it's all just i i agree i'm not a yoga (laughs) i'm not a yoga person but my mom is a yoga guru she she loves it she took this on after she retired because she wasn't as active but for to give her relief in her muscles and her joints yoga is it so i agree with you wholeheartedly i hope i can come over to the yoga side of the world and become like a yoga fanatic so (laughs) we need to work on it but if you don't like if you're just really not interested in yoga another suggestion is just core exercises in general because having a strong Mm -hmm. core um helps you maintain a good posture period and so you could do things there's just a, a wide range of things that are good core exercises but there's another uh self.com exercise i'm gonna post for y'all and it's just planks in different different ways so you and you could do you can do a full-on plank or if you're new to doing planks you can do it on your knees so you can just kind of get down on the floor and do these different exercises there's four moves of just little plank things to strengthen your core which then helps you stand straighter uh or sit straighter and and be taller and and breathing better and feeling better and aware of yourself so um, and the last thing with that is just like Leslie was saying earlier, just walk. It's amazing what walking will do for you. For mm-hmm. you. Um, just walking makes you, again, more aware of your body and aware of how you're standing. And also, if you're sitting in one position for too long, you're going to get uncomfortable anyway. So instead of just shifting around, get up and walk around your office or around your house for a few minutes and straighten yourself that way and then sit back down. So um that's it it's just important to have good posture and i wanted to add that to our tips for making our lives better in 2021 (laughs) it's the small things that's right (laughs) well to close this out our last topic five reasons to drink water i don't care what year it is what resolution 
water drinking is something that is a must-have. We have to have it, right? Yes. So you said that right in the last podcast. Uh, I could talk about this for hours. Right. And you're a good water drinker, Karen. Every time I see you, you have a water bottle. It's it's something positive. Tell us about that. Well, now, Leslie, sometimes I'm better than other times, but I can I can feel a difference in my body when I have not had uh the you know eight to twelve cups of water a day that I need to have. I can mm. I can tell when I have not consumed those. Um, because it really does make a big difference in your life. Water is an essential nutrient, right? It's one of the six most essential nutrients, which means that our body needs it to stay healthy and function normally. So you have to have it. I mean, it's not like, oh, I don't like water. I'm not going to drink it. No, you need to drink water. And there are some people who say, well, I don't drink water. You do consume, you do get some of your water through what you eat, right? But it's not enough. Right. And it's absolutely true that if you drink water, you can think more clearly, you can do things better, you digest things better. Um, mm-hmm. It helps with exercising. It helps build and cushion your body tissue, which protects your bones and joints. Um, it helps control your body temperature and the removal of waste, which is very important. Um, yes. And another important thing about that, too, is that so we can live without food or water or I'm sorry, without food for up to five weeks. Crazy enough but we can only live without water or other fluids for about three to five days. So oh, I want to wow. make sure, um, and it's, it's, I'm sorry, I've got a note here. It says, this is because unlike our ability to store extra calories, which makes sense, we can store calories as fat. Um, we cannot store extra water. So we have to get, we can't like drink a bunch of water yesterday and say, oh, well, I'm good for today. You know, I'm good. You know, I, I had a lunch yesterday, so I'm good. No, you have to give your body water regularly every day um, because you cannot save that and it's important to remember that your body loses fluid when you sweat so if you are exercising as we were talking about if you are mm-hmm. exercising more you need to make sure that you are drinking more or on hot days because some of us sweat like me more on hot days you want to make sure that you are uh, increasing that water intake well, Carrie, what do you say to those people who say oh I just cannot drink water I need something in it it just tastes too bland. Uh, what do you say to those people? But before you tell us that, I'm the kind of person, I don't like cold water. I like mine to be a little room room temperature. So it's easier for me to drink. But I do know a lot of people who say, oh my gosh, if water doesn't have anything in it, I don't want it. So what do we say to that? Well, you know, that is the thing people say a lot. I can't, I just can't drink water. It's nasty. It doesn't taste good. So, and that, that's why they drink sodas. That's why they drink sports drinks. That's why they drink, you know, Mm -hmm. things, whatever. Tea, right? We all love sweet tea. We're from the South. Um, (laughs) Right. uh, That added sugar is, is a problem. And so you don't want to add things like that to your fluids or your water. You want to instead have um, fruits. You know, we can, you can infuse waters with fruits or with vegetables like cucumbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do all kinds of combinations of infused water recipes where you put like, you just, it's real easy. You can get a pitcher or just your regular reusable water bottle. And there's no, there's no real recipe to it. We do have some recipes, but I mean, however much, like 
say you want to do pineapple and basil. Doesn't that sound refreshing? So however that sounds good. I love cucumber water. That's the best. Slice up a fruit, slice up a vegetable, slice up some herbs if you want, and put them in the pitcher and pour water over it. And you want to let it sit. You know, it's not those things aren't going to flavor the water immediately. So you want to let it sit for at least an hour. Um, and, and let your water get get all the good flavors from those things and then and then try it and see if that helps helps you want to drink mm -hmm. a little more um the average american gets about 270 calories in added sugars each day yes. and that's not just from your you know that's not just from food that is also from the things that we put in our drinks so if we're drinking right. soda, like you said you're trying not to drink so much coke a can of soda it adds 136 calories of added sugar into your diet each day. So if we're only supposed to have a 2,000 calorie diet and you've added 136 calories from a can of soda, think about how many calories it right. is. And then those sugars aren't even nutritionally sound. There's no reason for them. <laughs> exactly. Just adding all these sugar, exactly. all these calories, and they're not doing anything for your health because there's no benefit to the added sugar. So um that's what i say add things into your water do you have do you ever do that leslie i don't add things to well i like cucumber water i just try to do my best to drink the water i like room temperature water um lately i've been doing alkaline water because it's been on sale and i do feel a difference uh it, it just tastes different just a little like filtered but um I do try to incorporate that more. Now, I also put a little bit of um, apple cider vinegar in my water, mm -hmm. just a small drop because it's kind of good. They say it's good to cut like the the fat around your tummy. Um, it kind of it doesn't curb your appetite a whole bunch, but it doesn't make you feel extremely hungry. So I just put like a small drop in my water if I'm bringing my cup in the office and things like that. So. And that's another trick that I have. I try to keep my Yeti cup full of water sitting at my desk. So I don't have the urge to say, ooh, I want a Coke. Ooh, I want this. I want that. Or I need a sweet tea. I just have water. It's just the only option sitting there for you. So right. you don't you don't have to get up. It's right there. And you just make yourself not have anything else. That's right. that thing about the apple cider vinegar. Uh, you mentioned that it helps your appetite and just really in general water helps to suppress your appetite right because I right. That friend that taught me about the sat like adding the warm stuff to your salad is the I said that already mm -hmm. she was the friend who taught me about just drinking water and she taught me this in college but it's so true sometimes we think we're hungry and we're not we're just thirsty our bodies are dehydrated and we're thirsty and we don't need a coke you know with sugar and, and that sort of things we just need water. right and if you drink that water um it'll you'll it'll get rid of that hunger strike because very often it's not hunger it's just that that you're thirsty like i said or if you drink a, like a full glass of water before you sit down to eat a meal it helps to fill you up and will help mm -hmm. stop you from overeating which i think is true a tip so that's a you know that just water in general will help you curb your appetite in a in a healthy way and water's cheap right I mean, we, we talked about in the last episode, water is cheap. You're not paying a restaurant for water. You're not, unless you're buying bottled water, but you're not paying for tap water. You're not paying for tap water. Exactly. You're not buying juices and, and, and sodas and all that kind of stuff at home. 
you're just drinking the water. So that's another right. another good reason to have that water. And then finally, the the last thing that just when I harp on water, this is one of the things I like to talk about is that water is beneficial for your mental health. Um, mm. And I think I kind of touched on this a second ago, but dehydration causes your brain to not run at full speed. So that dehydration then causes uh, brain fog, fatigue, focus issues, depression, anger, exhaustion, headaches, sleep issues, stress, and lack of mental clarity. So it sounds like to me the answer right for everything is water. And that's not always true, but still. It's a cure for everything. It's, it's a big help, right? Water is a big cure. So um, it's just important. Water is just so important. And, you know, like Leslie said, have a water bottle or a water cup at your desk. You can use a water tracking app if you want to, to remind you, because sometimes you need something like an alarm on your phone that just says, hey, drink a cup of water right now so that you can, if you've got your mm -hmm. goal set to that eight to 12 cups a day that you need, it'll every hour remind you to drink a cup. So then within eight hours, you've had the water intake that you need. Um, you can try those infused waters we talked about. We'll certainly share those recipes. Um, and like Leslie said, with having that water at the desk, it's the only option. So if your kids don't want to drink water, my kid all the time doesn't want to drink water. And then <laughs> I said, so I say, well, that's your option. Would you like that or not? And then either he decides he's not thirsty or it turns out he is really thirsty and he wants water because at bedtime now he wants, you know, 20 glasses of water. But you know, sometimes he says he hates water. Uh, but then, but then if that's what he has to drink, that's what he has to drink. And if he doesn't want that, then he'll wait until he's thirsty and then he'll drink that. I don't know. It may sound cruel, but uh, no, it makes wants sense. a juice box, right? And he just wants that right. sugar. So if the option is water, then that's the option. And so do that, not just for your kids, but for yourself too. And um, you'll have a happier, healthier life. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And I'm, I think that's going to make, I'm going to make that one of my resolutions. I'm going to incorporate way more water in my diet for 2021. You heard it here first, folks. So <laughs> I'm making everyone, all our listeners to be accountable. So Kara, we may have to be like human trackers or check in every episode to see how I'm doing with it. But we are going to make sure that I drink more water. I'll be your accountability partner. There you have it. <laughs> Life lessons were more than just the facts, people. <laughs> well, I hope you guys enjoyed our podcast for today. Thank y'all for being with us. And we're looking forward to 2021 with lots of fun topics. Sounds good. And we'll see you on our next go around. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to Two Agents and the Facts. We will drop new episodes every second and fourth Monday of the month. Find us on your favorite podcast app and follow us on Facebook. The University of Georgia is an equal opportunity, affirmative action, veteran disability institution.